Well, this morning, it's our privilege to have with us Pastor Madsen. He is the pastor of Community Bible Church and uh, from the state of Indiana. And uh, it's, 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 uh, he's a pastor that I've just started to get to know uh, over maybe the last uh, four or five years. He, he actually has preached uh, in, in our church, in our congregation, uh, about four years ago, 2017 or so. We were just starting out here in the English ministry and and uh, and and he had such an encouraging message that that day, and and then um, and then last month he he came to uh, uh, just spend a couple of days to get ready for their uh, for their missions trip uh, for this week, and uh, got to do lunch with him, and uh, I just I love that he was so encouraging uh, to me, um, and I love his faithfulness. Uh, he's he's been in in ministry uh, for probably over three decades. He's been at the church for over two decades, I know that. But even before that, uh, he, he was uh, serving the Lord with his life and uh, sharing a little bit of, of just his journey uh, that, that God has taken him on was very encouraging uh, to me. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Um, as I said, just, just getting to know him, uh, you, you do get to feel uh, the love that he has for God the love that he has for the church and ministry, and I know he's going to be a blessing to us this morning. So uh, if you would, would you help me welcome Pastor Madsen to our church this morning? Thanks, my friend. Okay, I'll never live up to that, so <laughs> take your Bible from the turn of the book of Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. I want to try to encourage you today, and then I want to try at the end, uh, if we have time, I think we will, to try to inspire you as best I can. Proverbs chapter 1, let's start at verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands, obtain guidance. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for all you do. Thank you for your work that you allow us to be a part of it. We are but humble servants and we ask that you would use us that you would use your word in our hearts today. Help us to be encouraged. Help us to be inspired to see what you are doing and to join into the race that you set before us. We pray all this in your name. Amen. You guys have a legend that pastored here for a long time, 40 years or similar. Absolute legend. I got to know him a little bit, and I feel very small in his uh, shadow. I can say that. They say, yeah, but times are changing. Yep, times are changing. Moses died, and Joshua came on the scene and did things Moses could never do. Elijah did seven miracles. Elisha stayed with him, and he performed 14. And the Lord did amazing things. They have a new pastor. Guess what he is? He is God's man for this season. And you have to come to understand that and believe that. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't do it this way. Yep, he's going to do it his way. And that's good. Change is good. 
They say, yeah, but the church is a lot different. Yep. Our church went through similar things that your church has been through. And I know all those emotions. I know all those feelings. I know how uh, inadequate I felt during those times. And uh, I wrote this down. This was the lesson I learned through all that. It's God's church. And that was a hard one for me. Because I felt like, oh, you're the pastor of the church, and you're this, and you're that. And we were running around like crazy people and trying to do all these things. And, uh, and the Lord just said one day to me, he said, it's not your church. It's my church. And I will build it the way I see fit. Matthew 16, 18, the Lord says, I will build my church. And sometimes he builds it this way, <laughs> and sometimes he builds it that way. And we don't always like how he does things. But he says, I'm going to do that. And I said, okay. And then I had to preach messages to our church, and I said, I didn't die for our church. I hadn't shed any blood. I didn't redeem you. And I don't know what the Lord's doing all the time, but I do know one thing. It is God's church. And we will do one thing at Community Bible Church, which is what you will do here. You will stay faithful to this book. Amen. And you're like, we're not going to compromise the book. Nope. Okay. So, given all that, the church has been pruned, it's been cut back. John chapter 15 says that you've been pruned so that you can bring forth more fruit. And guess where you are? You're right on the cusp, you're right at the beginning of getting ready to bring forth more fruit. That's where you are. I have been there. Personally, God has worked in my life in three major times where he took me to a lonely, dark place. Not a sinful place, just he was like, it's time for you to grow. And I was like, no. He said, nope, this is what we're going to do. And he took me there, and then he took our church there a couple times. And... There was at one point I wasn't sure the church was even going to survive. And that's when I learned the lesson. It's God's church. You say, well, you're not very encouraging. Let's get there. We've been doing a series at our church called Make Better Decisions. Not New Year's resolutions. I don't believe in that nonsense. But make better decisions. I want to show one of those decisions to you today. And then I want to kind of show you how it works. And then I want to open your mind up to what God could do in this great place. Okay? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. And I want you to really try to pay attention over the next few minutes to what God says. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands to obtain guidance. So you have these people. Solomon says they're wise they are walking with the Lord. They are doing what's right. They are serving. They, it's all going great. And he says, the wise people, when they're instructed, increase learning. That has always been a challenge to me, to be a learner. Ever learning. Sometimes people are like, I don't want to learn because I'm going to fail. Always. You're going to fail. But when you quit, that's when you become a failure. Learning is the process of failing and then doing it different. Learn, do it again. Didn't work out. Let's learn some more. And you get wiser. We have 72 people from our church coming down this week. It is our biggest mission trip by far. And we've been doing mission trips for a long time. 
Guess what we had to do off church with our church is a eh, it's about two fifty two forty average right in there um, seventy two almost all of them are adults it's over half our adults will be here this week. You say well it's amazing. We have taken this mission trip and our normal process that we do things we turned it on its head to try to accommodate that. He said, why didn't you limit the number of people? Because I am never going to limit people from coming on a mission trip to serve our Savior. I will get better. Our team will get better so that we can uh, stay organized and get the work done for our Savior. Why? A wise person will hear an increase in learning. We could have easily said, hey, there's 25 slots. First 25 to get down to the front, touch the pulpit, you get to go. <laughs> you know, we, we didn't do that. I just said, uh, let's... Let's do this. And so we had our first meeting, and um, I think there was, I, we came out of the room, and I, they said, how many think you're going to go, Pastor? I said, I don't know, it looks like about 20. Okay, that's, you know, that's, that's a great number. And I was like, 20, we could do that. We'll do great things and, and get down here. And, and we had our second meeting, and I said, okay, there's a deadline to sign up. And the deadline was in two weeks or some such number. And I just kept signing up. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Manny's over here. He's our assistant pastor. And uh, uh, contractor extraordinaire. And uh, I said, uh, he goes, how many people are coming? I said, I don't know. It's up to over 50. And he was like, what are you talking about? I thought it was 20. I said, well, I, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. We had to take all our normal processes and be like, okay, we're going to break all these things down. We divided everything up, all this stuff. And, you know, I'll tell you if it works at the end of the week. <laughs> I have no idea. Turn to Proverbs chapter 9. Watch. Watch this, Proverbs chapter 9. So if you're wise, you hear, you listen, and you increase learning. Proverbs chapter 9. Verse 9, watch this. Give instruction to a wise man. Watch what he does. He will still, he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man. And he will increase in learning. So here's, once again, you give instruction to a wise man and he becomes wiser. You say, Pastor, why are you preaching this to us today? Guess what this is, represents to me. Having not been in this place for approximately six years. Guess what this represents to me, personally? Some extremely wise, dedicated people. That's what it represents to me. You say, you don't know me. I don't have to know you. You're here. In this place, at this time, God sovereignly brought you here. You've got, a, you've got a new pastor. He's nervous. He's doing great. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm being serious. I'm not playing. It's, it's hard to follow someone who's been in a place for a long, long time. That, that's difficult. He's doing fabulous. You say, well, he doesn't do this. When you give instruction to a wise person, they become wiser. But they were doing well, and now they're doing better. Let me illustrate this biblically to you. Acts chapter 18. One of my favorite characters. Acts chapter 18. And I'm trying to encourage you, and then I'm going to turn this message, and I'm going to try to inspire you. Acts chapter 18. Watch this. Verse 24. Now a Jew named Apollos, 
a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. What is he? He's eloquent. He's a good speaker. And he's competent in the scriptures. This man, Apollos, knows the Bible. He's competent. Verse 25, he, has been instructed in the, he, had, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. He, he's, he's in the temple, he's teaching, he's discipling, he's preaching, he's, he knows the scriptures. This is, a, this is a godly man. Then the verse 25 says, though he only knew the baptism of John. Remember, the church is just getting started and, and things, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces. Verse 26, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. He's doing fabulous. They teach him some things. And he listens and he learns. Verse 27, and when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by, by the scriptures that Christ was Jesus. Like, yeah, here's a guy that knows his Bible, walks with the Lord, is doing well, is growing. He teaches. Two people pull him aside privately and say, hey, we want to show you something. He listens. As you teach a wise man, he will become wiser. And then he goes and takes that new knowledge, that new training, and he goes and refutes with the Jews, and he teaches at the church. That's this group of people to me. That's why I chose this message. You say, why? You're doing, you're doing fabulous. Like, no, we're not. Yes, you are. You're still here. This is God's house. And you are God's people. You say, well, yeah, he is using you. So I wrote this down. Your best days are in front of you. And I remember when I sat where you sit, and I remember thinking, our best days are gone. <laughs> they flew away. I don't know where they went. And God began to work in my heart as the pastor. And that began to bleed out into people because he was like, it's time for you to change, buddy. It's time for you to grow and to mature and to become better, to be wise, but to become wiser, to make some better decisions. And your best days, they're right in front of you. I wrote this down. Your past doesn't matter. Blessings, struggles. Does not matter. Personally, uh, uh, corporately, it, do, it doesn't matter one bit. Wait, what, you ever met someone who peaked in high school? You know, they're 45 years old and they're telling you about how they averaged 73 points in basketball when they were 17. You know, and you're like, man, dude, what, what have you done the last 20 years? And they're like, no, you have to remember, and this one shot, and, and I got this thing, oh my God, state champion, oh! 17, that was the peak for you, huh? That was all you got. I always feel bad for that guy. Because guess what he lives in every day of his life? The past. And that, that was his highlight. And I'm like, wow, dude, what's in front of you? Where are you going? That's what I want to talk about now. 
Turn to Luke chapter 1. I tried to encourage you, now I want to try to inspire you. Luke chapter 1. So I'm challenging you to become wiser, to make better decisions, to... I'm doing well. Yes, let's, let's learn and let's increase in learning. Let's become wiser. So I have this question for you. This is what I'm going to end with. Next 10 or 15 minutes. Where are you going? Where's the church going? Where are you going individually? Where's your family going? We're going to have our, our people are coming in and, and we have a group, what we call 20-somethings. They're about age 18 to about 30, somewhere in there. And uh, by percentage, this mission trip has the largest percentage of the various age groups of our church. By percentage, our 20-somethings represent the highest percentage of people coming. I, I'm still stunned by that. They have the least money, and they, by percentage, are the most coming. And they're so excited. And what I'm about to teach you over the next 10 minutes or so is what I've been teaching them for months. And they are latching onto it and just starting to be like, yes, want to do this. Because when you teach a wise person, they become wiser. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. It's a hard question. I'm going to try to explain. I don't have a lot of time to develop it. What are your dreams? So I don't know what a dream is. A dream is something that's out there in front of you, and it seems unattainable. It seems like I'll never, I could never get there. It's, it's impossible. Personally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically, mentally, relationally, uh, employment-wise. What are your dreams? If, if you had, so this is my question. If you had unlimited time, and you had unlimited resources, what would you do? So you have unlimited time. Say, so well, don't. But if you did, and you had unlimited, I don't have unlimited resources, Pastor. If you did, what would you do? What would the church do? When we, I, bas I didn't start the church. It was a Bible study, but I basically started the church. Had a, had a checking account and a name. And that was it. And the Lord took a big city kid and he dropped him in the middle of rural Indiana. He said, good luck. <laughs> this is going to be great. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, Charlie, where's Charlie? Charlie's over here. And I think Wes and I think Chad Frank. Um, we talked on the phone. And... Uh, and then we drove out, and we were coming from the Dayton Airport. I remember it like it was yesterday. And we're driving, and, and I grew up in Florida, so it's oranges and pine, you know, uh, uh, grapefruits and all that sort of stuff. And we're driving, and uh, I said, what's that? And they started laughing. I said, what, what are you laughing at? They said, that's corn. <laughs> I'm like, really? I said, I've never seen corn. And they're like, really? And I'm like, I don't know. It's not in Florida. I don't know. It's not, it's not like that. And we did this several times. That was the beginning of our, of our ministry there. But I said this. This is God's place. What can God do? Well, I have a question. What can God do here? 
What, what's your dream for the church? What's your dream for... Well, I'm not the pastor. No, no, no. He, he is one person in the church. He can't do it by himself. It's literally not possible. If he tries to do that, he will end up seeing Jesus at an early age. It's not going to work. This is the church. He's the under-shepherd to the chief shepherd. Okay, but this... So I'm asking you, what's the dream? You say, well, I don't know. All right. Then I ask you this, second question. What are your goals? What's the difference? You set your goals... These little things, they can be very small. And you set them and you start achieving them and it starts to give you momentum. And you set those goals, but you set them to reach the dream. We started mission trips at our church way back. First mission trip went to Chicago. Wes was there. Chad, you went, didn't you? Chad Moffat was there. And uh, we passed out tracks. That was our first mission trip. We passed out some flyers for a church. We didn't know what we were doing. But I was like, hey, God says serve here and there. We're going to go. And uh, Rosie, Miss Rosie came to me and she said, hey, I'm worried about Wes going. I said, why? She goes, Wes is real quiet. I don't think he's going to do well. She says, you're passing out tracks. He doesn't like talking to people. I said, Wes is going to do better than anybody else in the trip. And she goes, Pastor, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I said, Rosie, we'll see. She goes, why do you think that? I said, because Wes doesn't care what you think about him. And when it comes time to pass out tracts, Wes isn't going to care what anybody thinks about what he's doing. He's just going to pass out tracts. Guess who was the last person in our group passing out tracts? It was Wes Moffat. And I'll never forget it. Because I was like, he just wanted an opportunity to serve. That was it. Let's give me a chance. Let's, let me... Everybody else is like, man, I didn't take the track. Oh, man, I guess I'm a terrible track passer out here. <laughs> Wes is just out there, just, hey, you want a track? <laughs> He's just going to town. You say, do you know what? The, the dream was to go on mission trips and to use those trips to grow our people so they would come back to our area and serve in a faithful, united way. That was the dream. What was the goal? Let's have a trip. I remember when I announced it. What do you want to do that for? <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like a good idea. Go on a mission trip. We never did that before. Well, can we? Can a wise man here and increase learning? Can we try something new? I guess. Stupid pastor. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> Love you. Now today, twenty-five years later. We have 72 people coming here, paying their own way, taking time off of their schedules to serve here with you guys. That's crazy. You can look at that and be all impressed. It's not impressive. Or you can look back here at the genesis of when it started and say, man, it's impossible. It'll never happen. Why don't you read a verse? I'm going to read it for you. Luke chapter 1. Watch this. What are your dreams? Open your mind up. This is God's house, and he will build it. Luke 1, verse 37. For nothing 
will be impossible with God. And we look at that and we do this. I'm not doing that in my life. This was in the context of a virgin woman giving birth. That's a little bit impossible. I mean, just. And God said, no, no, no. I'm going to do something that is going to impact all the world. And he gave us this little verse, verse 37, and he said, nothing is impossible with me. Guess who limits God? Hmm. We are the limiter. Guess what some of you are thinking right now? I can see it on your face. That's why I love being up on top up here. You can see everything. It's fascinating. Guess what some of you are thinking? We'll see. Okay. While you're, while you're doing that, guess what the rest of us are going to do? We're going to be wise, and we're going to get wiser. We're going to learn, and we're going to listen, and we're going to grow and move forward. We're going to open our mind up to the possibilities of what God wants to do. That's what we're going to do. And so you can stand over here and be like, all right, I'm going to see what God's going to do. And the whole time you're doing that, the rest of us are going to be walking. Sometimes we fall. And someone hopefully walking with us will pick us back up. A just man falls seven times. A just man. And he gets back up. All right, so let's keep going. And in time... Under this man's leadership, guess what's going to happen to this place? Dreams are going to be realized. And lots of goals are going to be accomplished. And it's going to be fabulous. Guess who's going to get all the glory? God is. Because guess what we all are, all of us? We're just the servants. And we mess it up way more than we get it right. We're going to work this week. <clears throat> Our church is going to be there. There's going to be other people there. I promise what's going to happen this week at this place. I promise. I guarantee. I've already told our group. Fights, attitude, marital problems, going to be lots of issues going on. I mean, you guys are spiritual. We're servants. We're so normal, it's scary. But guess what's going to also happen? Growth. New fruit is going to be established in some people's lives. We have some 20-plus people. We're going to count tonight. I think it's 20-plus people have never been on a mission trip with us, and, and most of those have never been on a mission trip ever. It's scary. I mean, they're going to eat food they're not used to. They're going to sleep in a place they're not used to. They're going to do things they're not used to. And it's going, the Lord is going to use it to break them down so they can have more fruit and do more things. And John 15 says, so that your joy might be full. Guess what I want for this place? Open your mind up. Let's look at all that God can do. Come on. 
Get in the game. It's so much fun to serve the Lord. There's joy in serving Jesus, the Bible says. Well, let's do it together. Because you're not alone. And we're here to help you guys. And guess what you're going to do for us? You're going to help us too. And that's what it's supposed to be. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for all you do. Thank you that you are the God that wants to use us. We fail you miserably, and yet you are long-suffering and merciful and patient with us. Lord, help us to open our minds to all that you want to do. Help us to be wise and then increase in learning. In Christ's name, amen.